we all experience difficult times and challenging times in our lives, at workplace. It just seems the moment everything is going well, there's something that is, that is drawing us downwards and bringing us back to earth. And, it, and it's a constant struggle. The moment you think everything is all right, then your car's battery die. And that is just before you have to come to church. So there's lots of stuff in our life that is happening and we don't understand it. And, and, and we get discouraged. We ask God, but why is this happening to us? When we are trying our best to be faithful. So this morning I want to share something in the Bible with a person that experienced the same hardships and challenges as we do today. And it is Joseph. We read about the story of Joseph from Genesis 37 to 50. Now I'm not going to read all 13 chapters this morning, so I will give you a summary of Joseph, just to, so that we can understand who Joseph was. So, Joseph was the 11th son of Jacob, um, fr from his, that was born from his wife, Rachel. And because Jacob had um, Joseph, when he was uh, el older than the previous sons, and it was from Rachel, the lady, the, and the um, wife that he dearly loved, Joseph was special for, for Jacob. He was his favorite son. He even clothed him. He even clothed him in a special coat. Now, popular belief had it that it was a coat of many colors. But in fact, it was a coat that was worn by noble people of the time. It was a long coat with long sleeves. And that distinct Joseph from his brothers. Now, what Joseph also did was, he, in his youth, he gave bad reports about his brethren to his father. Now, we all know, if you give bad reports about the brethren, you're going to find yourself in trouble. Yes. So, <clears throat> the other thing that we need to mention is, Joseph was the great-grandson of Abram. Now, if we're going to, to look at comparing Joseph to the, th to the three previous generations, we, we see that in the Bible they mentioned that um, the God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob, but they never referred to the God of Joseph. Although Joseph had a very important role that he played in God's greater plan, and I will touch on it later. Angels never appeared directly to Joseph. Joseph also didn't speak directly to God, but what Joseph received was a gift from God to interpret dreams and to dream dreams. 
So at the, at the young stage in his life, God revealed to Joseph what is his plan and purposes. And if we read the story of, of, of Joseph further, we, may, we, we soon realized that this dream appears to be dead. And that Joseph, his life is going to be wasted in jail. Now we can relate here. Some of us, of all of us, received a promise or a word from God. And then all of a sudden it feels my life does not reflect what God had in mind for me. But now we need to learn what Joseph, what Joseph did. He remained faithful. So Joseph was sent to his brothers where they were looking after the flock. And then, as we all know the story, his brothers saw him from far away and they plotted the plan. So, and they, when he reached, when he reached them, they um, took his clothes, his nice coat that he had, he stripped it of them, he lost all the recognition and, and, the, and, the, and, and what he had at that stage. They put him in a pit. They sold him as a slave. So all of a sudden, Joseph fell down the social ladder from beloved son now to a slave. And he was sold into the house of Potiphar and worked there as a slave. But he remained faithful. He didn't complain about the circumstances. So in the house of Potiphar, he had God's favor on him. And he prospered in difficult circumstances. And but what happens in, in Potiphar's house? He was exposed to temptation. And he did the right thing. He resisted temptation on several occasions. And he persevered. But because he did the right thing, Potiphar's wife went to Potiphar and told him, but this is what Joseph wanted to, 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 to come and lie with me. And so Potiphar placed Joseph in prison. Now in prison, Joseph was also prospering because God was with him. So in prison, God's plans with Joseph was still in, pla in place, although it doesn't seem like it. So in our lives, sometimes we find ourselves that nothing is working out. We are really struggling just to keep ends meet. And we wonder why this is happening to us. So, and, and, I, and I'm sure Joseph also fought that, that, that fought many times. But in prison, the king's butler 
and Baker, Chief Butler and Chief Baker, were also sent to prison. And there in prison, they had dreams. And Joseph interpreted these dreams for the butler and for the baker. And unfortunately, the baker was executed. But the butler was restored into Pharaoh's palace. And Joseph said to the, to the chief butler, when you're in Pharaoh's palace, please remember me. So the butler was restored, and for two years, he forgot about Joseph. Now at this stage, we need to understand when Joseph is in prison, he was in prison and everything that happened to him, it's a period of 30 years that passed. So he endured hardship and everything that he experienced was in contrast with what God promised him for 30 years. People, so the day came that Joseph was restored back into his place, right place. But that did not happen up until Joseph was refined and mature enough to handle what God had in store for him. I would like us um, to turn now to Psalm 107, verse 23. And here I just want to put something in context um, for us. <clears throat> and, and we start at verse 23. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on the great waters, they see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. For God will command and raise a stormy wind that will lift up the waves of the sea. So everything that happens in our lives even if it's bad, sometimes God has a plan to refine us through this. Sometimes we need to grow in capacity to handle the power, the authority that will associate it with God's plan eventually in our lives. And then we can read Further, these waves, they mount up into the heavens. They go down into the depths. The people on these boats, their souls melt of the trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like drunken men. They are at their wit's end. 
I'm going to ask the media team to put up a photo for us on the screens. Where I want to, 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 to place also in context. There's a photo of a fishing boat. The same fishing type of fishing boat, just a bit modern than we read in Psalm 107. To understand God's might, that fishing boat is the, the Andrea Gale fishing boat. In 1991, there was a, a, a a fishing team that went out of the Canada coast in the North Sea and they experienced one of the worst storms in human history in the North Seas with this ship. And unfortunately, they didn't make it back. But the stories that related to, 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 to this ship um, was put into a novel by Jonathan Stagger, and they made a movie of it. But just to explain to you um, the might of God's divine power in nature. There we've got the boat that is about 15 meters long. That wave is nearly double the size of that boat. Now imagine you're on the sea, you're on that boat, you've 40, 50 kilometers from land. You have these massive waves going up to 30 meters. You've got gale force winds up to 100 kilometers an hour, and it is rain. You really, your soul will melt with fear. And, and at any time, these waves, as they go up and you go down, into what they call a trough. And when you're here at the bottom and you look up, you see these big waves. And at any moment, one of these waves can break into a rogue wave, slam into your boat and destroy it completely. Now, people, in the terror of that moment, most of us sometimes live our lives full of fear, anxiety, and little hope. But if God is with us, we will make it to our safe haven. And we will not be ending up like the story of the Andrea Gale boat. We will get to our safe haven. And if we continue to read in Psalm 107 verse 29, and 30. God calms the storm so that the waves are still, and He brings and guides them to the de desired haven. Now, again, if we look at the story of Joseph. It's a powerful display of God's divine ability to arrange circumstances at the end that he can fulfill his purpose with Joseph's life. We must remember 
that Joseph had a specific purpose in God's plan. God used Joseph to bring Jacob that was later named Israel, his 11 sons and their family, to the land of Egypt to be settled in Goshen. And then, over a period of 400 years, that family grew into a nation of hundreds of thousands of people. And we read 400 years later in Exodus how God showed his mighty power by delivering the nation of Israel from slavery and captive in Egypt and brought him out into the promised land. So here we must remember that God's purpose in our lives now, when it's fulfilled, it will play a bigger role in our children's lives and the generations that is going to follow us. But Joseph had to reach maturity before God could give him his righteous, righteous place in history. Joseph gained enough wisdom and experience to successfully manage the second highest office in Egypt and not only save his family from hunger, but the whole land of Egypt and their neighbors. And to confirm this, that this was God's plan and not the devil that tried to destroy Joseph. We can read this in Psalm 105 from verse 17. <clears throat> he sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He laid in irons until the time that his word come to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. God will sometimes test us, test us with a refining's refiner's fire until we have a character that can handle God's purpose for us. Then it says, the king sent, uh, in verse 20, the king sent and released him. The ruler, ruler of the people let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions. Now, if we look at the character of Joseph, we notice in the Bible there's not a lot of criticism towards Joseph's character. His character remains impeccable. We can say that in his youth, 
he might have been a bit tactless. But that is why he had to endure this fire and, and, and God had to, to, to prepare him for his position. So, and we can, we can read this also in, in Genesis 45, verse 5. And, and, and this is where I think we can really understand the, 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 the core of, of, of Joseph's character. If we can put it up on the screen, Genesis 45, verse 5. Now, this happens the moment when Joseph revealed him to his brothers. Um, when they came to Egypt to buy food, when there was a famine in Canaan. And, but now, this is Joseph speaking. Do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you have sold me here. Joseph tells them, I'm not mad at you because you, you stripped me of my clothes and my, and, and, and my position as favorite son and sold me as a slave. And eventually I, go, I end up, up in prison. I'm not holding this against you. Because God sent me before you to preserve life. Amen. Throughout Joseph's trouble, he endured faithfully. And he did not help grudges. And he trusted God. So, we need to understand what we are going through. We need to pray that God provide us wisdom and understanding so that we understand what we're going through. Is this from God? Busy refining and preparing us for our purpose. But also another interesting fact of Joseph when he was in this position of power and wealth, and he's got all the money in the world, his identity remained in God, not in Egypt. Egypt at that time was representing the world wealth system. And this we can read in Genesis 50, verse 25. Then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry my bones from here. He doesn't want his bones to remain in Egypt. So when God, in the future, came 400 years later, you need to carry my bones out of Egypt. I'm not identified with Egypt and the world system. Amen. People, this brings me to a, to a summary of how we can 
endure and what we need to do. God still today speaks to us in dreams, visions. We can get word from his prophets as well. We need then to pray to God if we receive a word or a vision or a dream. We need to pray God, to God and ask God for wisdom so that he can confirm his word in our heart. Is it truly from God? Then we also need to be very mindful with whom we share our, our dream and our vision. Not all people understand it, and they will see it as foolishness. Then we need to expect favor from God. Favor in our workplace, favor in our homes, and favor in our dealings by not complaining and be disheartened and discouraged. And, and God will even bless your workplace because you are working there. But to receive this favor, we need to follow the example of Joseph. We need to be consistent in our faith in God, to trust God completely, even if it seems impossible, that there is no way. God will come through for us, as he did for, for Joseph. We will experience a test of delay. Your, it will take time for your purpose to, to manifest in your life. But up until then, you confront your circumstances daily in faith with God. You do the best that you can do. If you're at work, you work to the best of your ability. God is with you. God will protect you. He will provide to you. It's only by faith we can please God. Amen. God will turn circumstances around. That was to intend to bring harm to you and he will change it that it will work out to the good of your circumstances and to the fulfillment of God's purpose in your life Amen People it, it feels like a second ago I walked on on this stage uh, and starting the message. I want to thank God for the opportunity that I had here to share it with you. Um, it was an honor for me to be here, and it's in itself a miracle that I am here standing in front of you. Uh, eight years ago, I walked into the church. We were still at San Duplessis High School, and, and it and from that day, Jesus touched my life. And I, and I was never the same again. I want to give all the glory and honor to God. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you.
thank you. Before I forget, I um, just want to thank. Lord, we thank you for the offering. We wave it in your presence. We ask you to bless it. Bless everyone that contributed. And bless those that can't, so that next time they will be able to. Amen. Just wait. Um, I'm going to ask the worship team to come to stage, and then I'll ask the deacons um, to help us with the uh, communion, so that we can offer communion. Uh, is there anyone that wants to give his life to Jesus today, to make right with Jesus? Anyone, you're welcome. Just put up your hand. So, so while we doing the the communion, um, the worship team will will bless us with another song. Thank you.